You're listening to the Grow Your Own Food Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you grow fresh fruit, vegetables, and even grains in your own backyard. In every episode, you'll get growing tips, recipe inspiration, and more. Ready to get growing? Then let's jump in. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 60 of the Grow Your Own Food podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Smith, and today I am going to be talking about tea tree oil and its uses, its myriad uses, in the garden. I love tea tree oil. I use it for a lot of things around my home. I used it in the recent episode where I talked about oak mite bites and gave a recipe for that DIY all-natural bug spray. I use it in there. It's it's just a great multi-purpose essential oil. Um, so I'm going to be talking about the ways that you can use it, well, in and around the garden, but also you can use it on yourself. So we're going to be talking about that today, but first a word from our sponsor. So at the end of the last episode, if you didn't happen to listen to it because you know everything about canning, and if you do, good for you, I talked about how me and tea tree oil is like the dad from my big fat Greek wedding with his Windex about how he thinks it'll like cure everything and he uses it for everything. And Mr. B like makes fun of how often I recommend tea tree oil for things, but it is scientifically proven to work for multiple things. And I have used it for all these things that I'm about to talk about. And I have found that it works wonders. So don't worry. Like, I'm not about to try to talk to you about, like, buying it from me. This isn't a sales pitch. I don't sell essential oils. If you sell essential oils, you are all stocked up and you probably know all about this. But I, I'm, you know, this isn't a sales pitch. In fact, I do have a link to the tea tree oil, the brand of tea tree oil that I personally use in the sister post for this episode, which you can find the link to um, in the show notes. But I would say just because I use it doesn't mean you have to use that exact brand. Of course, I would say make sure that wherever you're getting your essential oils from, it's it's a quality product that has lots of positive reviews. But other than that, I mean, I understand price is a factor. I understand speed of shipping is a factor. Go with what your gut, you know, says that that you should get. I seriously just want you to know what an amazing natural remedy and organic gardening treatment tea tree oil can be. I will say before we start out though, for any tea tree oil treatment, whether it's for bugs, bacteria, or fungus, you'll want to use the ratio provided and avoid spraying leaves on hot sunny days because doing so can burn or kill the leaves. I've done it myself in a moment of desperation. And I'll talk about that here in a little bit. It was not a proud moment. I was kind of kicking myself. Anyway, the first thing I'm going to talk about is tea tree oil being used as an antifungal treatment. When I first started gardening, I already knew you could use tea tree oil as a natural remedy for fungus because I had used it on my toenail fungus. I know that's gross, but I also know that there's a lot of us who have like yellowy toenails and we hide our toenails and we don't want to admit it and we keep them painted all the time. <laughs> I used to be that person. And then I used tea tree oil on my toenails and it went away. And now 
I don't have to paint my toenails if I don't want to. And it's really, really nice, you guys, because we're all really busy. So when I ended up with a fungus on my blueberry bushes after a few rainy weeks in spring, powdery mildew to be specific, um, or at least that's what I suspect it was, that's what it looked like, which is a fungal infection, I thought maybe it could work on plants in the same way as it worked on my toenails. And guess what? It totally worked. I had a small area to treat. So I mixed a teaspoon of the essential oil with a cup of water in a spray bottle. And again, if you're going to use tea tree oil in the garden, you want to make sure that you use the ratios provided. A teaspoon of oil with a cup of water in a spray bottle. And you shake it up so that it emulsifies because, you know, oil and water like to separate. And shaking it really vigorously kind of helps it emulsify and keeps it from being separated. And I sprayed it on the blueberry branches until they were saturated. After that, no more fungus for the rest of the season. You can even apply it proactively. If you experience regular problems with certain fungal infections, you might try applying it as a preventative. I'm actually hoping to try it on a portion of my apple tree next spring as a test. Not the whole tree, because I don't know if it's going to work, but just, just part of the tree. So I talked about this previously. I use a copper fungicide um, on my apple trees to help prevent cedar apple rust. And I know that works, but I also know that it can cause a copper buildup in the soil and cause copper toxicity. So I'm, I'm hoping to use tea tree oil mixture on my apple tree instead. We will see how it goes. I want to note, though, that not every state, and, and thank you, this was from listener Brooke, who told me about this. Not every state is open to folks using homemade treatments on their apple trees. Certain states, like Washington State, for example, are very, very particular about what sprays they have to use and when um, to control various diseases and pests across apple crops because apple crops are a huge part of that state's economy. So make sure that you look up your state's laws and requirements regarding treatment of fruit trees. Because I live in Kansas, in the Kansas City area, we don't have any laws as far as like what we can do with our fruit trees because we're more about like wheat and corn. So I can do whatever I want with my apple tree. That might not be the case for you though. So make sure that you are following the rules in your state. Secondly, tea tree oil can be used as an antibacterial treatment. So my mom likes natural cleaning remedies. And after I moved away from home, she started doing a whole bunch of research on, you know, natural cleansing stuff. And she started cleaning with vinegar and sometimes tea tree oil. And with good reason, because tea tree oil is a natural antibacterial. In fact, it's effective against a shocking number of bacterium, at least in the right ratio, in the right solution. There's a link to a scientific study in the sister post for this episode, which outlines all the bacterium that's been tested um, and treated with tea tree oil. There are even anecdotal stories about it working against antibiotic-resistant staph, staph bacteria. I mean, if it can work, at least somewhat, on a superbug like MRSA, it can definitely be used on bacterial infections on plants, right? So if you start to see leaf spots, blights, wilts, scabs, cankers, curling, etc., try spraying it with the same ratio of one teaspoon 
tea tree oil per one cup of water on your plant's leaves. Remember, avoid spraying on hot, sunny days. It will burn the plant's leaves. I also use tea tree oil to clean out my seed starting pots at the end of the season. So I think I mentioned um, previously that I clean out my seed starting pots every year. I soak them, you know, in the sink with water and vinegar. You know, the acidity helps destroy any bacteria. I also add a little bit of tea tree oil these days. Kind of gives it like a one-two punch. Tea tree oil, thirdly, can also be used as a pest deterrent because in gardening, as we all know, there are good bugs and there are bad bugs. And when it comes to bad bugs, when you're an organic gardener, it can be hard to keep them under control. But guess what? Lots of bugs hate tea tree oil. Now, when it comes to why they hate it, I mean, like, if you've never smelled it, wah. That stuff smells pretty strong, like really strong. And that's because it has solvent properties, meaning it can soak into things and either dissolve them or suffocate them. And that's exactly what it does. That's exactly what happens to soft-bodied bugs like aphids, thrips, etc. when they're exposed to tea tree oil. The oil soaks into their exoskeletons and eventually suffocates them. I will note, this has zero effect on squash bugs. I've tried it. It doesn't work. It might work on nymphs because they're soft-bodied, but it absolutely does not work on adult squash bugs. Their exoskeletons are too hard at that point, and you can spray it right on them, and they'll, you know, kind of scurry away because they don't like it, but they will just continue infesting your squash. And Remember, as tempting as it might be to up the ratio of tea tree oil to water in any desperate attempt to get rid of bugs, don't do it. It will burn and kill the leaves slash vines if the mixture is too strong. I did this a couple years ago when I was super desperate to get rid of squash bugs. They had taken over the squash and I had given up, um, but then they got really out of hand and they moved over to my cantaloupe of all things. Like, what the heck? Not even in the same family. So I was desperate and I went and I just added a whole bunch more tea tree oil than that one teaspoon per cup of water. Uh, And I sprayed down the cantaloupe leaves and the cantaloupe leaves were dead crispy the next day. So don't do it. More is not necessarily better, especially in the case of tea tree oil. So that's my story (laughs) that I mentioned about, you know, how you can accidentally kill your plants with tea tree oil. The next thing that you can do is you can use tea tree oil in bug spray. So if you didn't listen to the episode about oak mites and how to treat oak mite bites, which I totally get because that's a very specific episode, I talked about a recipe for homemade bug spray which I can link to the sister post for this episode as well. But Mr. B rolls his eyes every time I recommend a spritz of tea tree oil rather than a commercial bug spray with DEET, which I refuse to use. And I have really started to try to get him away from using it as well. Because given a choice, bugs will just like go to town on him while just one or two will end up biting me. And he'll be miserable because he has kind of a very severe reaction to bug bites. But tea tree oil seems to work just as well for both of us as as a commercial bug spray with DEET, 
even when it comes to chiggers. And if you don't have chiggers, wow, are you lucky. They are a tiny mite that's invisible to the naked eye. In the southern part of the U.S., they're called noceums because you can feel them bite you, but you can't see them. And then the bites itch for days. When I found out that, like, people in the U.K. and, like, Germany can just, like, loll about in the grass at a picnic and, like, not worry about being bitten up by chiggers in the summer, I was, I thought the person who told me this was lying. I, like, I couldn't even imagine such a thing. But yeah, here in the U.S., we have chiggers and you can't do that. I rub a few drops of undiluted tea tree oil on my arms, legs, and torso and chiggers and mosquitoes tend to stay away. I try to especially get the oil in areas under waistbands and bra straps because chiggers like to attack, especially in those sort of close protected areas. If you've never used tea tree oil on your skin though, be sure to try it diluted first with a kind of a less sensitive area of your skin, like say um, the, the top of your forearm or something like that. And you can dilute it with witch hazel or almond oil just to make sure that you don't have an allergic reaction to it. Because like I said, it's, it's pretty strong stuff. If your skin tends to not have a problem with it, try it full strength in small applications. And then after that, you can go nuts with it. The last thing that I will say, and technically this isn't something out in the garden, but it's something you get as a result of being out in the garden, is you can use tea tree oil on bug bites. Again, I mentioned this in the episode about oak mite bites, but tea tree oil is naturally anti-inflammatory and it works incredibly well on bug bites, especially like those big swollen bites. Mr. B likes his cortisone cream, but I'm not a huge fan of using a steroid cream to calm a bite. And usually you need to apply it again an hour later, which is why he has to take a tube of it to work with him in the summer. Um, I use tea tree oil instead, and I found that applying it once in the morning keeps me itch-free most of the day, even if I accidentally scratch a bite. This could honestly, though, depend from person to person. That is just sort of my anecdotal experience. By no means should you take it as law. Might not work as well for you, but it's, I feel like, worth trying. Again, though, if you've never used tea tree oil directly on your skin, test it diluted in a non-sensitive area first. So that's it. Like I said, if you need a recommendation for which brand of tea tree oil to buy, I will have a link to it on the sister post for this episode. Again, it's just really important that you are buying your essential oils from a, you know, a credible, reliable source. So In the next episode, I am going to be talking about when to pick apples because we are starting on that time of year and there might be some of you who you're like me and you moved into a house with an apple tree, which lucky you, that's awesome. Or this is like your first year with a tree that you planted and it has some apples on it, but you're not really sure when to harvest. So I'm going to be talking about when to pick apples. There are lots of different tips and different ways to know. There are some surprising things about which apples are still okay to eat and then how to pick those apples. So I'm going to be going over all of that in the next episode. But until then, thank you so very much for listening. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. 
Thanks for listening to the Grow Your Own Food podcast. Visit beeandbasil.com for helpful how-to articles, images, and recipes.